Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Doctors of Running Virtual Roundtable, where we, three doctors of physical therapy, discuss the art and the science to the stuff that we're putting on our feet. But today, we, it's not just us three. We get to welcome Thomas from Believe in the Run. We are so thankful that he's coming on today uh, just to geek out with us, learn him a little bit about more about what he's up to. Um, thanks for joining us, Thomas. Ah, my pleasure. I, I'm excited to talk about what's going on in the shoe world. And also, uh, you know, you guys could probably help me diagnose you know, things that I'm getting wrong. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, so uh, before we even start, disclaimer for me, I am currently at home with our two kids up at nap time and my <laughs> wife's not here. And so if I leave, it's to help one of these little folks, a three-year-old and a one-year-old. One year old. So Are they in crates right now? Out. Like, are they- We got one in a, one in a crate uh, and one in like an open crate. Like a box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, if you guys are so, like me, you probably have like so much cardboard come to the house with we it. We literally oh, could. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so um, let's start here. Thomas, why don't you tell us a little bit about your running history and maybe a favorite running memory, but how'd you get into running? Yeah. I mean, it, it's funny because they're kind of the same thing. My favorite running memory or one of them is kind of wrapped up in that. Um, you know, I, I, my father had dementia and mm-hmm. so I kind of watched him fall apart, but his body was really strong. And so it took a long time for the disease to take him down. And he actually started showing signs of it very early in his early fifties and uh, deteriorated quite a bit. So as I watched that whole thing and I saw how strong his body was and that his mind was deteriorating, <laughs> there's two things I wanted to do. I was like, one, I, I, I can clearly do long distance uh, if, you know, I, I saw the strength of my father, but two, I, I felt like I needed to do something physical to help my brain. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't, I, I don't see exercises separate from uh, mental health. I think mm-hmm. that they're so closely intertwined that, it, you know, it, it, a lot of, the, I don't, I hate, I know some people need medication, but I do think a lot of people would benefit from um, just physical exercise. So, get into the memory part my father passes away i'm out um mm-hmm. i'm kind of like in a low point in my life and uh, i go to the baltimore uh running festivals 5k and i get there and there's all these i was at that point maybe i went out drinking a little too much maybe even been smoking some cigarettes here and there um out of bars and i'm just like you know, looking for love in all the wrong places kind of thing. But, you know, I go to a running event and I see all these healthy, happy, motivated people. And I was like, I want to be part, I want to get some of this. And I ran the 5k. And afterwards I was walking into a popular uh, area in Baltimore where they serve up beers outside and was talking to a guy and I looked at him and he just finished the half marathon and he didn't look like what I thought a runner would look like. 
So I was like, if that dude can run a half marathon, I could run a half marathon. So I called a friend who was a marathon runner. I was like, hey, look, I want to train for a half marathon. He goes, sign up for a marathon. You'll run a half marathon on your way to the marathon. <laughs> and it was stupid advice, but it was great advice. And uh, I trained for my first marathon. And after that, I was like, I don't want to lose. You know, I felt like I had been sedentary and not healthy after college. And all of a sudden, I felt alive again. And I was like afraid to to lose that feeling so i i jumped in full mm. throttle after that and was like okay what's the next thing gotta keep going mm. i think a lot of runners two things happen you do that you run a marathon and you're like that's it i'm done <laughs> or you're like okay i can do that what else can i do hooked for life yeah. what a thanks for sharing that story that's a like that's a deep story about yourself so i appreciate you sharing that out there and um yeah and just the beauty of what running in the community can do to bring somebody in from where you were and bringing you to a whole new trajectory. It's pretty awesome. Mel, what were you going to say? Thomas brings up a great point, by the way, and I'm sorry to be the PhD and geek out on this, but for a lot of mental health and for a lot of the psychological stuff out there and for a lot of other pathologies, physical exercise is one of the few things that routinely tops out even in these giant like Cochrane reviews, which are these huge, these amazing reviewers that take all these, all this research and try to put it together. Physical activity and exercise is one of the few things repeatedly that continues to be a benefit, both of slowing down or even sometimes like almost stopping the progression of a lot of these diseases. And that's why people need to move. And that's why, you know, both physical, yeah, both physical and mental. Yes, both physical yeah. and mental. And that's why, you know, for us having Thomas on, it's it's amazing because not you are not only have you taken this for yourself, but you are also doing this for other people with the communities you've created. So we'll talk about grit in a second, but that's why I think that what you're doing is awesome. Because it's really yeah, nice lives. Yeah. I, I think I, it's okay. No, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say I think it's interesting that you bring up that they're so intertwined between say running and physical activity and mental health and psychological state because when you take a look at pharmaceutical drugs, they essentially make a change on your physiology through chemistry. And through activity, you can do the same exact thing. And so yeah. it's it's just they're they're very closely intertwined. I mean, it's hard for me when I look back even if I see pictures or just think back to that time of how much of a different person I am because of running. And I also like to just think of it like sometimes I go for my morning run and it feels like the blood is cleaning out my brain. Like I feel like it's like sweeping out the crack and uh, you know, you get home in the days I don't run and you don't get that sweat on. You're kind of, I'm a little slower mentally. Yeah. 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 I was out for like six weeks with a stress fracture I'm kind of coming out of that right now. And all of a sudden I had this like really hard couple days and my wife was like, well, it's cause you're not running, man. Like, Oh yeah. That's why and, I'm and like, we, we can't let that now. slide by though. How does a doctor of running get a stress fracture? I know. Uh, not listening to your yeah, advice is one major thing. I, I thought, I thought that's why I went into the profession. Cause I was like, you know what, if I go be a PT, I'm, I'm immune, I'll be immune. Yeah. But it turns out you have to listen to what you know. And, uh, realize I don't do that yeah. sometimes. Well, maybe it'll give you I empathy have. for your patients. Yeah, it definitely. Oh, that's for sure. 
And uh, just the real, real brief story on the stress fracture was I was going to run the Milwaukee Lakefront Marathon. It got canceled. Um, They, they offered full refunds or a deferral to the next year. So I just did a deferral. And then um, we were kind of in a busier state of life with our kids and the marathon training was taking a lot more time than was most beneficial for our family. So I was like, you know what, with whatever I got in my training so far, I'm just going to go run, run it. And it was, I, I just wasn't there yet in my training <laughs> and I, and then I paid for it. So um, there's a reason we train for stuff, especially, you know, like I'm, I'm more of like a half marathon and below guy. I've only done one marathon before that in my life. So it's um anyway, that's the, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to push the break when you're ready to go. Yeah, definitely. So none of us are immune. Well, if let's you, if you expose your body to a more stress than it can handle, that's <laughs> what happens. And we all, you know, it might fracture. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it happens. I mean, just two days ago, I was on the track and I sprinted like really, really sprinted for the first time, and I can't even remember how long. And I've been feeling it. I actually have a precautionary day off today because of it. So. Oh no. <laughs> but I'm good. I'm good. I'll be back at it tomorrow. But yeah, I mean, I, I so, broke a, a metatarsal in my foot. Um, it was mm-hmm. while I was reviewing minimal shoes. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> that makes sense. And, uh, That's exactly and how I that one works. I felt it in my foot, and I was like, "Something's weird." But I'm not a doctor. Um, <laughs> you know, something's weird with my foot, and I kept running, I kept running, I kept running, and I even it was a Charleston marathon. I, you know, I went to it and. I trained for it. I wanted to run it. And about, I'd say quarter mile to go, it just, it was felt like I got hit by lightning. Mm. And as soon as I crossed the finish line, I couldn't put weight on my foot and I was out for it ruined. I was supposed to go to comrades. I was uh, signed up. I already put deposits on stuff and uh, I lost my deposit and about $3,000 and was in a boot for four months. Oh man. It was, it was a tough, tough night. Oh, well, let's, let's transition out of this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm, lifting. So I'm, I'm taking a hit. Let's, right go, into, so <laughs> let's yeah, go into origins of believe in the run. Um, how, how that all got rolling. Um, and, and kind of what, what have been your goals and your vision with that? Like why'd that all start up? Well, it, it remember when I said after I, did the first running in the marathon. I was like, Oh, what's next? I, I run a couple marathons and I had a friend who just run the marathon de Saab that I would run like all the time with. And he's like, you can do anything. You can, you know, whatever. So I was like, all right. I signed up for the trans Rockies run, which was like 120 miles over the Rockies in six oh my days. Gosh. Uh, and no, it's, it's actually, it's like summer camp for runners. It's the best. Um, and so I was getting ready for that. And I was like, I don't, I never want to be the charity runner or raising money. Um, but this is back in like two, I want to say 2009 or so. And I was like, all right, I'll start a website to one, keep me accountable for training. And two, so that um, I can raise money for the Baltimore child abuse center. So I was like, cool, this will be fun. And so I started posting stuff and nobody really cared about my training and they all they would care about was oh what shoe are you wearing for that oh you got sticks to go up for the mountain what kind of poles did you get you know what it, and so I started uh-huh. talking about that more and more response came and then companies started saying hey would you like to try our running poles 
And I was like, nice. yeah, that sounds great. Now at the time there wasn't really a lot of websites <laughs> running back then. Matter of fact, it was pre Instagram. It was pre like Facebook was there and, and happening pretty solid, but you know, it was Facebook and there's a, a, a website I used a lot called daily mile. And, um, I, I just love Daily Mile. The community that was there was awesome. And it introduced me to um, um, Peter Larson from Run Blogger. And yeah. uh, he came down and I did some runs with him. Like we did the Hat 50K together. And mm. then I did, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure Pete was on one of our Ragnar teams. I'm not sure. But he kind of became oh, nice. a mentor to me on the website stuff and introduced me to brands and, and things like that. And uh, the next thing I knew, you know, I was pretty dialed in with, you know, brand sending gear for me to check out, started doing little videos and stuff. They sucked. Like <laughs> my advice is just do something um, and you'll figure out how to get better at it. <laughs> but right. it's like running. <laughs> just yeah. do it. Just you do wait, it. Till you, wait till you're a pro. You'll, you'll be waiting a long time. Yeah. So. That's, and how did, how did the name Believe in the Run come, come into fruition? Well, you know, there's Baltimore and, and the Believe movement and all that stuff. Mm. And, you know, I, I think I'd seen like a Nike ad or something. I was like, okay, cool. And just search domains for different names and like Believe in the Run stuck and went with that. That's awesome. Oh, that's a catchy it's, name, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's stuck. That's really great. But now I think one of the things that – our team is admired most this year is the, the way that you guys in the midst of COVID um, and the impact that's had on everybody, especially from like a social perspective and the lack of community that we've been able to feel you guys uh, did something this summer with grit and creating your groups um, like on Facebook, your believe in the run group and some other things that have created this just from our outside perspective of it also we're kind of part of it. Like I'm in the group, I'm in that group and like being a part of that, um, uh, being able to, to experience that was something special. So tell us, just tell us about how grit for those who don't know what was grit and how it came to be and that kind of thing. So grit was the summer distance project and we got, uh, polar, uh, global and ASICS to be our title sponsors. We also had, Running Warehouse is a sponsor and Firefly Recovery. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dave Ames helped out with coaching. And I, I think you guys have reached out to Dave to do uh, yep. some, mm-hmm. some chats like that. So, He'll be coming on here. Yeah. So yeah. We, what, what you don't know is on the flip side. So we have believeintherun.com, which is our website. And then we also are Big Run Media. And our Big Run Media mm-hmm. is our, uh, it's our marketing agency where we help other companies market. And we have a lot of events on that side and so when COVID hit and a lot of our events were getting canceled we were like you know what let's see if we can put on something virtual and how we can demonstrate our marketing skills and and tie it in with believe in the run and see see how it goes i mean there's really nothing for us to lose and we can raise some money for a charity that is near and dear to our heart which is the donna foundation which is also a client on the big run side for the donna marathon weekend in Florida. So um, we put grit together and thought, what would, what would suck really bad? And (laughs) (laughs) running in the summer and upping your mileage. Yep. Yeah. That sucks. That'll that'll, that'll save some grit. (laughs) 
And as PTs, you guys should probably be against it because just yep. like you imagine, <laughs> it's a great way to get people injured. Um, <laughs> but, but we did distances of gives us so we started, I'm not complaining. I'm just kidding. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it, it, we did um, distance challenge. So we tried to do it from a challenge for everybody from the novice to the, the higher level you know, experienced runner. So we did 25, 75, 150, 225, and 300 mile that you had to complete within 30 days. So you had all summer to do it that you could start, but you had to complete it within a 30 day window. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of surprised because we thought, okay, people will do it. We'll give out some good swag. And, you know, basically for the cost of what you normally buy a t-shirt for, you're getting, we gave out a, a buff, a t-shirt, stickers, temporary tattoos and a nail pin um and and a chance to win some meta racers oh yeah and we we gave oh yeah every week we gave away uh asics shoes and uh polar heart rate monitors and then the finale was uh people won for each distance we gave away a 600 hundred dollar package to asics and uh a polar great polar great watch um and it just was uh you know, people signed up and then people were like, can I sign up again? And we're like, you really want this whole package again, another teacher? So then we we're like, all right, we're going to we'll make it the double dip. So if you want to do two, you can do the double dip. And we worked with our partner at ASICS and they provided sweatshirts, hoodie sweatshirts, and we put the double dip logo on it. And so people, people did like would finish their mileage and sign up again for another, another round. So it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah, we, were, really able to, we were able to donate $11,000 to the Donna Foundation, which was pretty cool. Wow. Congrats. That's wow. awesome. What a cool thing. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's start talking about what we talk about a lot <laughs> on, our, <laughs> on our respective websites. Let's start talking about shoes. Um, I think this could be potentially considered like the year of the racing flat in a lot of respects. A lot of these companies are coming out with I don't know the big call, marathon. Races. I don't know if you can call them flats anymore. That, that, I, that's <laughs> a good. I agree with Thomas <laughs> on this. They're like lightweight training. Racing, racing stacks. Yeah, racing stacks. That's a good one. <laughs> we just coined that right now. Yeah, the, yeah, the racing, racing stacks. stacks. <laughs> but we we'll give you the the nod for it. Yeah, right. so we can co-brand. Yeah, you're the racing stags. So uh, let's, we can kind of dive into the shoes as we go through maybe, but I just wanted us all to kind of pick, not necessarily what we think is the best. I don't, whatever, let's not go there because I think that's a weird conversation, but we can at least pick our favorite. Yeah, Um, the one that we enjoy running the fastest in. Yeah, like which one's our our favorite uh, racing stack shoe? Um, And so let's do that and, and kind of just see where things roll. All right, who goes first? I feel like Matt's going to go first. Oh, Thomas, you got to go first. I want to hear this. Tonight. I mean, mine's so boring. I mean. <laughs> hey, okay, there it is. Okay, that is boring. All right. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it's so boring. I know. They, 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 they're on top. I don't. And if, if people aren't watching this, this is the Alpha Fly. It, it's, a, it's like running on is it, have you ever been to like one of those gymnasium places where they have the trampoline floors yes it's a lot like that that those are also oh. really good for business those trampoline parks yeah well, you <laughs> know, i'm guessing the hips just are gonna explode at some point <laughs> i'll be running and my hips will just disconnect but 
I mean, before that, for me, it's the next percent. And uh, mm -hmm. nothing has really come super close to those two shoes. And that's why it's boring. Um, <laughs> this year has been great because there's been more options and stuff are coming in, especially, I think, yeah. The, I mean, he's holding up the the Endorphin Pro. and yeah. Was that the Pro? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the Skechers Razor uh, Plus. Um, the, the thing is, though, they're close, but they still there's still an edge that I, I find in the shoe. But I would say I have a really good foot for shoes. Like I have mm -hmm. a high arch, narrow foot. It looks like a last. So mm -hmm. a shoe like the Nike works for me. I think now that there's other opportunities for other shoes that maybe have better uppers, better, um, I would I don't even know what I would call it, like contouring and, and mm -hmm. deeper toe box, more volume. There's a lot more choices out there that are reasonable that I would say fall into a good spot for, for, for runners. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well I'll go next. Cause I have not ran in either the next percent or the alpha fly. So that can't be my answer. Um, so I'll bring in a different shoe into the category. I was kind of between two, um, but I'm just going to, and this one is like probably one of the, maybe the least flashy options from the year. Um, but I just, I love running in it. It's the speed elite from Skechers and it's one of the more oddball ones, I guess, of, of the, the whole, it's the least amount of stack of the, a lot, all these, uh, racing stacks. I love that term. No. Um, have, you seen, but, have you seen the new one coming from them? Some sneak peeks. The, Not I that one. I don't even want to. I don't even say the name of it out loud. There's a couple. I know, ones, I know that all four of us can't talk about. So <laughs> yes, but we can't say it on here. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm wondering how that will work for you compared to to that. To to this one and. So I think part of why I love this one so much is I've been trying to break an hour and a half in the half marathon for three years and I failed three times. And then I did a virtual one by myself. My, my, my half marathon was the week when everything shut down. So it got canceled like the two days before, um, because it was right during the shutdown and I ran it in these guys and I got my goal. So I think that's a huge piece of like, this just has it's that fun memory. Shoe that gets you a PR. I know. So yeah. that's kind of where I'm at with this one. And I love the, the winglet plate worked really well for me like not having it full length and having kind of a tip i'm a heel striker and it just felt really good landing on hyperburst which i just enjoy see yeah that's that's my issue with that shoe it, it's it's a little from i don't land on my heel i land pretty much midfoot. Uh, and you'll see that the the winglets i kept thinking that the durometer of the hyperburst was uh higher in 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 that one Mm -hmm. It's not, it's that the way the plate comes over makes that shoe feel really right. firm on the, on the toe. On the toe. You You're right. Holding up the, that, that's saying, that, go for it, Thomas. I was saying you were holding up the Razor Plus, the, um, or the Razor, razor Elite. Elite. Razor Elite. The yeah. Razor Elite. It, it, that has a front-loaded plate, but it, I have trouble feeling it in that one, whereas in the uh, Speed Elite, that sucker, I think it's just the way that my foot lands, that is just too much, like, hard. Yeah, it, David has used the phrase that it feels like a track spike on the road. 
just with the okay, way yeah. like and and i think i love I, it's just fun and you can really like this can grind down to your 5k for or for me can like really be fun for that too so um yeah that's my pick that is, thomas brings up a really good point is that what the plates so everybody's getting all excited that plates like improve your performance stuff like that from the literature they, they really don't make that much of an effect uh, i'll take this as nathan let's go check on the little ones um, it, yeah. Thomas, they do exactly what you said is they stiff, they stiffen up the soul. That's what plates do is they just increase the stiffness. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to improve performance, but it will certainly change how the shoe feels. And that's why everybody gets really excited about these plates and stuff like that. But you got to remember that a majority of it is coming from, there's a good portion that comes from the foams, but it's also how everything works together. And I think that the alpha fly and the vapor fly for a lot of people has gotten those factors, right? but it depends on the person i'm someone both the vapor fly and the alpha fly do not work for my mechanics for whatever reason How do you land? um i <laughs> mostly uh heel striker okay in the alpha fly he might be the most aggressive heel striker i know i'm i'm known effectively <laughs> as a destroyer whenever i send shoes to david he's like is there anything left of this there's only 40 miles in here and my comment <laughs> nice. would be durability on these was great compared to the other shoes so I typically the heel striker and the alpha fly. I let the pods get me up and I've seen uh, my gait does change in those, but because I think the way the rest of the shoe is set up and the zoom X is just not stable enough for me. So I tend to need a little, See, that's a crazy point you bring up though, is because when you talked about, cause it changes the way you run mm -hmm. and it's weird the Nike tempo next percent shoe, which is yeah. supposed to be the training partner to this guy supposed to be it makes me want to land on my heel mm -hmm. because it feels better if it rolls through a little bit because if you land right here it's kind of like you're just slapping the ground and so it makes me want to land further back and then i don't enjoy the ride of the shoe as much because then everything just feels a little bit off right so that's why understandably Certain shoes yeah. might shift your mechanic because the, there's there's only there's zoom X in the heel of the tempo next percent, but not in the forefoot. Correct? Is that it, it's got react foam that kind of goes. So imagine if you're looking at this, all this is basically react foam, which is oh, heavier. So it also it. sits um, back heavier on the on the it. foot. So it's not as well balanced as this. And I'll be honest with you on this one being my pick. I've I mean you can see I've got some wear on it. But I've, never, I've run a marathon in this. I know the, the Vaporfly Next Percent works for the marathon. This one I just like, like. It feels like nothing I've ever run in before. It's light and it bounces. And it, I do feel like it's a bounce and then a flick with the plate. So you get that cushion with the Zoom X and then the flip. I totally just destroyed your conversation went off to the That's fine. The oh, boy. <laughs> There's no script. It's just whatever All comes good. out. Great. Yeah. So my uh, my yeah. choice, though, it's interesting that um, I have two different choices. For running fast, I have really enjoyed the Razor Elite as it's not very common to find super lightweight shoes anymore because most of the stuff, stuff is, like you said, is to coin Thomas here, was the racing stacks. So see these super high stack shoes that don't, in my mind, you can move fast, but there's just having that much shoe on your foot. It's not quite the same as a guy who who really loves moving faster than 5K and used to like really minimal shoes. I like that there's still some cushion here, and I only feel the plate, Thomas, when I actually like am going at 5K pace or below. 
Anything? Okay. That? Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to like, to me, that feels a lot like straight up razor. Yeah. You know. And I don't know yeah. weight difference until I pick the pace up. I'm like, this is different than the razor. It's only an ounce difference, but it's still, that's, it's, it's different just because of the, the what do you think about the, the, um, upper on that shoe? Other than the, uh, bleeding into my socks, I actually like it initially. I thought it wasn't going to give me enough security, but then as I started running, it usually disappears. But um, I did do wish they had a last eyelet here. That was my one disappointment. So I can't yeah. wait. To oh yeah. But it is definitely. Did, didn't they put? They put the runner's loop eyelet on the uh, razor. Um, is it the razor plus? That's the daily one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They yeah. Did. Yeah. So that is there. But I have, to, I have to say, this has been I, good. I'm still enjoying the uh, Endorphin Pro because it matches my mechanics. This is a, I'm not, I'm not like David. I'm not a bouncer. I am a grinder. I'm like, if you watch me run, you'll be like, how is he going forward? <laughs> and so this, this shoe tends to work really well with my mechanics. Like I got, I managed to get a pair at the Olympic trials. And then while I was watching my fiance run, I did like 20 miles just jogging back and forth in the shoe. And it was great. And I felt great the next day and then had to go run additional four miles to go find crutches for her. Cause we thought she had a stress fracture. Um, uh, so yeah, did pretty well. So this let is, let me ask a question. Yeah. Are you running? Do you have you run? Cause there's a, it seems overwhelmingly people are loving this, the speed, the endorphin speed over the pro. See, I, I think Nathan's going to have to talk to you more about that one. I like the Pro because for me, it was more stable. Um, the speed was less stable for me. I can see why people like that, but I'm going to give that to Nathan before I give a quick surprise shout out that I have liked this shoe a lot more than I expected. And uh, so the Rocket X has been really interesting. It's not necessarily my, my top, but it's, it's interesting. You, you, just compare, you just told me what your heel strike was. Yeah, and then you tell me like the Hoka, and I'm not surprised because that one is yeah. of the yeah. speed shoes has the most rocker feel to it. Yeah, and mm -hmm. um, I actually think that shoe and the RC Elite from New Balance are super similar. Mm. Got it. We haven't interested that one yet, so that okay. is supposed to be on the way. Get that one on your feet if you okay. like the um, the Rocket X. Then I think you'll you'll um, you'll dig the RC. I'm actually I would be really interested because the big difference is that I think the RC Elite has a softer heel, and I don't know that you'll like that, but it does transition and it has a really good like an aggressive grip to the to the forefoot. Mm. We'll have to see on that one. That one definitely yeah. intrigued me. I think the other thing about the um, the Hoka Rocket X. It's like, I don't have it in my hands, but all of the, like a lot of the plates have this kind of like top to bottom Bing. design where they start close to the foot and then it comes down kind of that S curve. But the Rocket X is like flat across the bottom, which I found really is it flat or arch, arced a little bit. Yeah. I, it's, it's like with, yeah, it with the bit. rocker sole, I guess. Yeah, yeah I feel like it bows. And that was a weird thing because you really feel that like kind of like roll through. It, it mirrors the rocker. Yeah. The Carbon X, it's it's like the Carbon X on a diet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was the sleekest looking Hoka I've ever seen. Like, oh, it's yeah. Just, aesthetically, it's really it doesn't, nice. It doesn't have those huge, you know, lateral flares. It just, it just looks nice and sleek. But yeah. So I was personally, from between the 
endorphin speed. I'm in the unpopular opinion group. I think where I just I didn't I didn't vibe with the speed um, oh, that was personally. On my part, I'm sorry. Yeah, I I just I I was not a the pro has worked for me well, but the speed I just couldn't. I don't know exactly what it was. Um, it's been a, a while since I've ran it, so it's hard to remember. But there was something about the the heel and having the nylon with that this their PB foam um, versus the carbon plate for the heel for me as a heel striker. That's where I just felt like I would like hit in my. I felt like I was, you know, wobbling back and forth until I would come forward. And um, yeah. but that that's just more of a personal opinion thing than you know is the shoe better than that one or the other but someone described it well for me the other day they said uh it, it, it's a shoe that when you go out for a run and you're not trying to run fast and like one of those days where you're like i don't know how i feel today we'll see how the run goes mm-hmm. it's the perfect shoe for that because you can run easy in it and then if you feel like picking it up it will it'll perform that's a good point. i agree completely yeah so for me between the speed and pro i do like the pro more but the speed is used in my rotation a lot more and i feel like there's not many shoes you can compare to it whereas the pro you have a lot more i guess competition in terms of say the alpha fly the rocket x rc elite speed elite all of those shoes endorphin speed yeah adios pro um the speed is just used in my rotation a lot I don't need a lot of stability. So like in terms of long runs and things go, I love using the endorphin speed, but I will say I like the endorphin pro more because I do like a firm toe off and a really responsive feel. But um, as far as like my shoe goes, I'm siding with you on this one, Thomas. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the alpha fly is unlike anything I've ever run in. I mean, right? it's so responsive to the point that in my review, I'm like, you guys got to be careful with this thing. If you can't control that motion, you might hurt yourself. Like, walking in it is not a pleasurable experience. No, you don't want to be walking around. By any means. <laughs> yeah. And, and this is the same thing with the tempo. Uh, next percent. But yeah, it's like a little rocket ship. And it's very protective as well. But you just have to make sure you can control that motion. And if you're able to keep yourself under control, it responds really well. Yeah. So and people complain say, about it turning and stuff but i didn't have took some decent turns and it, it, it's not yeah. like it, it's not that bad yeah and then but i do got to give a special nod to the razor elite from sketchers because i mean the thing is only like five point something ounces it's crazy light and it's very protective for how low stack and how uh low profile it is and so i did a 5k a couple weeks ago and i had to sit down with myself and really think like, do I want to go off a fly or raise early? And the decision was actually made the night before. And I was raised early all the way up until the last minute. And I decided to go off a fly. And was it a good choice? <laughs> it was a good choice. Yeah. It all was right, more yeah. my own fitness <laughs> and having my legs protected <laughs> late in the race. Yeah. Yeah. I, I regretted I, it the whole time. No. <laughs> I, I've been recovering from, um, uh, like I had, I, I was doing box jumps and I like pulled something, I don't know, from the back to the front of my uh, whatever. And so uh, it, it's taken me, um, I'd say almost five, six months to mm-hmm. just kind of like 
get back to a point where it like even like last week when I'd run down hills, I just didn't feel like my hip was working right. And when I would try to pick up the pace, I just didn't have any power on my right side. So it's just starting to come back. And I signed up for the um, Boston Athletics, like 5K, 10K, half marathon challenge thing. And um, I have have the 5K uh, tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Oh, nice. Nice. You know, I'm debating what shoe to wear and all this, and I'm totally not in shape. Like, I'll be happy if I can run this 5K in, like, low sevens, you know, like, and that's where I feel like the speed elite, I think you have to be faster to really, really enjoy that shoe. Like, I think, I, you know, you guys, you, you're dropping, you know, into, I mean, what is, what, what's, Matt, what's your um, 5K PR is, like, 15-something? My PR is fourteen forty-five, but okay. Sorry, sorry. I'm not in that shape right now. I'm not like I'd be happy if I could run what you just said right now. So yeah, but you know what I'm saying. So um, the efficiency in the lighter weight runner, I think, gets a lot more out of the Razor Elite, where I feel like um, Vaporfly and Alpha Fly, and even you get into the RC Elites and the Endorphin Speed Pro or Pro. those you don't have to be as fast to get a benefit out of the mechanics. Yeah. This is actually I something I talked, I talked to Simon Bartold about this exact fact. And so a lot of people are jumping in different shoes. So that was, and I say this as a recovering minimalist, right? So that the minimalist concept is a great idea, but that kind of shoe is only going to work for a small portion of the population. A lot of people are not you know they haven't spent their whole lives running at an elite level and they may their body may not be optimized to shock absorb that much and that's why having a shoe with this much cushion is not a bad thing right so we we make fun of the maximal shoe stuff but these types of shoes are working for a much larger variety of people right because to be to be able to run in something like this or the speed elite for marathon the speed elite was designed as an elite shoot was an elite level running shoe for elite athletes for that distance not a lot of people are going to be able to do that. And that's not bad. It just means that you have to figure out what works for you. And for a lot of people, the Vaporfly, the Alphafly, the Endorphin Pro has been working great. And if we can somehow get people out there running and racing and going, hey, I can run faster and not to worry about being as banged up, that's, that's not a bad thing in my mind, right? It's getting more people running. There, there's, I haven't read the study myself. Uh, I'm like lazy when it gets to this stuff. But there's actually a study out there showing that the Vaporfly actually benefits like the four-hour marathoner more than it does the you know two two hours and nine minute guy, which yeah. you know, uh, you know, who knows? But um, they said just because it's the mechanics of how it helps you through your stride and the cushioning you get over the distance uh, for the marathon that your legs are going to feel fresher and this and that. So, you know, when people I see people kind of like fast shaming people for wanting to get in one of these speed shoes. And like we said, this is kind of the year of the speed shoe. So like, if you want to get excited about a shoe, you pretty much got to look to the plated shoes this year. Um, And, you know, I I always feel bad. Like I, I I consider myself a middle of the pack or my PR for the marathon is 320 last fall. The last race I ran before we went into uh, COVID land, I ran a 326 which I'm that for me, I I love it. That's a great, uh, it was a great race for me. I felt good about it. Um, But, 
you know, I even see like, you know, people want to say, okay, well, if you're going to, if you're going to be qualified for Boston or, or, you know, running a, a two ten marathon, then yeah, you deserve to have that. You shouldn't be buying up the vapor flies. Uh, you shouldn't be on Nike buying it up. And I'm like, it's still fun for everybody. And if it makes me happy to get up to the line and I'm a five hour marathoner and I just dig the look and I like the feel and it gets me running, buy up the vapor fly, get it or, or whatever shoe you want. Yeah. And that's a great point too, as far as the middle of the pack goes, because if you take a look at say a 350 to a 320, that's going to be a much larger marginal difference between say a 220 and a 215. Yeah. I've, so the percentage. I've seen that article, oh, no, way, yeah. Thomas, that, that is a great article. And I really hope that more people take some time to read it because what it really says is that people shouldn't be afraid to use these shoes. I, I really want to give a shout out to Jamie, uh, Jamison, Michael, who talked about this on our last one that, you know, a lot of times you have these people that get scared away from running or thinking about if trying to do anything to improve themselves going, Hey, I want to try this shoe. Cause it might make this better. This is running should be for everybody. And right. If, if you choose to utilize a tool that might make you better, it doesn't matter if you are a two 10 marathoner or a six hour marathoner, it doesn't matter. It's, it should be something, a community we can welcome people into and go, you know what? Yeah. Try this because it's not about, yeah. are you better than this next person is going, how can you be a better expression of yourself? So again, maybe shout well, out. It's to also, yeah. It's also, you, you look at when, uh, you know, only a small handful of us are Olympic qualifiers or, you know, elite, elite Scott Fobbles of the world. And, you know, when you see, when you start getting off the front pack and you start going into to the next tier uh, of speed, there's always somebody faster than you. You know, there's always somebody who's going to have, have a better day than you and, and run. There's also people who you're going to beat, but, you know, when it comes to shoes, we get snobby, we get picky, but look, the, the great thing is that everybody it's, is democratic. If you want to buy the shoes and you want to spend the money, cool. you can, you have every right to be in that shoe. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. Completely. So, um, Thomas, do you want to give, uh, any glimpse into kind of what's the future for big run media or believe in the run, uh, before we wrap up here? Yeah. I mean, we, we just want to keep growing, um, the believe in the run audience and, and we, we're enjoying what we do. So we're kind of a, to, to the most part, you know, I probably should look around more at, you know, everybody and what everybody's doing, but I pretty much like, I, I, we're working so hard to do what we're doing. And, you know, we just want to continue to pump out good quality stuff that's entertaining and fun. And it is the kind of stuff that, you know, we want to bring to, to the running community. So like we, we're doing stuff and, and our plan is to continue to grow everything from our apparel stuff to our podcast that we just started. We have uh, matter of fact, today's podcast is with Brian Metzler. Metzler. I don't know if you've ever spoken yeah. to him, but, um, you should probably have him on as a guest. He was actually really, really fun to talk to. Um, we would love to have him on. And what's that? We would love to have him out. We know we never talk with him, but I, I we certainly know who he is. So. Yeah, shoot him a DM on Instagram. Right. Yeah, I mean he's in Running Shoe Geeks as well. Uh, but yeah, he's he's great. Um, he's he's like the first generation sort of like 
when magazines were really the only place that you could go for shoe reviews and that kind of stuff, you know, Brian was part of that, that nice. scene. Um, but yeah, growing the podcast, growing our YouTube channel, growing the Instagram, you know, the, the site, the website, and we love doing stuff like we just did with Diodora where we get to go to the headquarters and launch a shoe for the, you know, with them. And, you know, kind of like, just like we, we get, we love, like I get an adrenaline rush still, you know, I've got a wall of shoes, but when we get a new shoe that I'm excited about, you know, I can't wait to go out that next morning and put some miles on it and just see what it feels like. And, you know, just, your crew yeah. is a is great are great people to have in your in your corner as like a footwear developer. I think of even what you did with Atreyu too, you know, helping them get off the ground and you know, you have your yeah. own yeah, you have your own kind of special shoe that they developed and just just awesome and um if you haven't checked out Believe in the Run stuff, our encouragement to you is to go read their performance reviews on their footwear and they do they do a lot of apparel testing as well and um you should check that stuff out. Their podcast, I believe, is called The Drop. Yep. Um, and if I, I looked into it a bit, it's, you put kind of some background music that can kind of be with your... We or did, did you not do that? We took it out because we got feedback from uh, some people. You know, we were like, a guy was like, I just... It, it was weird because you couldn't really hear it. Like, if you're driving in your car, you didn't really hear the music. And so we are like, it. okay, it's not really interfering. Yeah. But if you put headphones on, it's like a heavy bass line. So it was like, thump, thump, thump. And this guy was like... Hey, it's giving me a headache. And I was like, I, I was like, okay, let me check it out. And I listened to it and I was like, mm, it's not the greatest experience. I talked yeah. to Robbie and I was like, Robbie, what do you think? He's like, let's lose it. So we lost nice. it, but we still keep so you it. Dropped the, you dropped the music from the drop. Yeah. <laughs> We're, we, we literally go by the, like, I don't need to be, like I said earlier, I don't need to be a pro to do something. Yeah. I'm not the, you know, I'm not gonna qualify for the olympics and running i still run you know we're, we're not the best at the video we still do video we you know we we will just continue to try to get better so the podcast the feedback was legit we we're like ah let's scrap it and nice. move, move forward what we're doing we still give like some little breaks in between where we you know try to check in with the runner because if they're they're actually running just see how you're feeling just check in like this week we talk about intentions of running what your intention was getting out the door, um, that kind of stuff. But it's fun for us. We get to talk to uh, about this kind of stuff that we're into. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, again, encourage you to go check out everything going on with Believe in the Run and Big Run Media. Um, Thomas, we're so thankful that you gave us your time to come on here, talk about your background in running, your starting up with Believe in the Run, um, and talking a little bit nerd out and on shoes a little, little bit is yeah. always a it fun was, thing too. My pleasure. And hopefully your kids are okay. I know. You yeah. Take, take two I jumped out twice. <laughs> our, not that anyone really cares, but our oldest, he doesn't really nap anymore. He just has rest time and he'll hang out in his room for like three hours by himself. We're like, we're, we're really lucky. But the first one was he had to go potty and th not that anyone needs to know that. And the second thing was he asked for carpet playtime. So I brought him some toys. Now he's playing on his carpet. Nice. Good, so. Low maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. He's. <laughs> Throw a steak in there. He's done for the day. <laughs> <laughs> good. No, hey, it was my pleasure. Love what you guys are doing. Like, uh, it's great. And I, I appreciate, you know, we, we all are, are, obviously, we all want the eyeballs on our content and, and doing that stuff. Uh, but, you know, I 
think we're creating sort sort of like this new era of uh, like sh shoe review. Like like I said, it was magazines. Then there was a few people online doing it, and now there's a, a larger group. There's YouTube people. There's you know website people. There's podcast people. Uh, you know you're getting a little taste of everything, and uh, you know hopefully people enjoy what you guys are doing and stuff yeah. like that. What we're doing, so I appreciate cool. it. And that's, again, the hope is it's not about it. There's no such thing as a best reviewer, right? It's who works best for you. So our hope is that like, and again, shout out to Jameis and Michael again about this is creating a community where we can provide good information for people and just help people. So that's the biggest goal. And I think yeah. Thomas, you've done a phenomenal job of doing that in so many different ways. And that's why it's both an honor to, to talk with you and honor to have you on. So it's great. Oh, shucks. Uh, <laughs> thanks. I appreciate it. Absolutely. But yeah, no, that's great. So uh, yeah, anytime that you guys want to talk shoes or chit chat, we, we are up for it. That's good. Great. Thanks again, Thomas. All right. Cool.